4: Ronananian. you know we all age our bodies get a little tired a little worn out just by time and so does the car so it's it's really you've got to consider time and or mileage the Car Doctor. You know, when the truck goes into a no start condition, put the bulb in it. If the bulb is lit and you've got zero fuel pressure, yeah, then you've got a bad fuel pump. Welcome to the radio home of
0: Ron and Anian. The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage
4: doors are open, but I am here to take your call. At 855 560 And now, here's Ronnie. When is an estimate not an estimate when it doesn't really tell you anything? Had a customer call up the shop this week, and I think you've all been in that situation. You've, you've been down this road. You're looking for a repair shop. You're looking for a way to, you know, how much is this going to cost? How much is that going to cost? And the mistake is you're putting emphasis on how much, not... How right and, you know, judging the overall effect of the shop. How how good of a shop is this? And it's hard. You know, I always think that you've got to give that shop a chance to do an oil change. you got to let them do something small. Air in the tires, an oil change, a basic, basic service of some kind. Because when you walk in and say, hey, I need a water pump, even a water pump today, in, in some cases... It, it it can be open heart surgery. It's it's it can be major stuff or on the borderline. There's a lot of procedure. There's a lot of potential for things that can go wrong. An 08 Lexus IS 250 is a is a neat little car. Speedometer goes up to 165. Um, I don't know if the car'll go that fast, but that's what the speedo says. Um, you know, it's 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 got a real strong motor in it The motor's laid out front to back It is an all-wheel drive version They didn't make a lot of them Or at least I can tell you that Judging by what I, I haven't seen a lot of them They don't seem to roll through the shop As much as some of the other Lexuses and Toyotas Of that generation But they're out there And, you know, there's some peculiarities about them There's some odd things about them We'll say it like that That, you know, makes you scratch your head And you say, gee, how do you get to this And how do you get to that And the water pump's one of them to get to the water pump, you have to take off the thermostat neck, the serpentine belt, the two idler or the two idler pulleys, one's tensioner, one's idler, and the upper packaging that goes around the radiator, the plastic shielding and, and, and so on. And it seems like they vary with model by what projected time is going to be to do this particular job. So the customer called up, new guy. I never saw or heard from him before, and he's just asking for numbers. And uh, you know, I I I go off of an estimator guy. I plugged it into the computer, and the computer said it's a five and a half hour repair plus parts plus some coolant. I I said Basil, it's you know it's twelve to fourteen hundred dollars. And there was dead silence as 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 I started the conversation with him, and he said, but he said, you know, everybody else is six to eight. And I said then, well, my first reaction was you're in the wrong shop <laughs> because if they can do it for six and I'm getting a reading of eight, I said, but I, I could tell you more if I saw the car and I'm not trying to trap somebody to get them come in, but I can tell you more after I look at it. And I started to read the procedure after you hung up. I said, well, we're, we're never going to get that job. And, uh, you know, what's involved? Why is this five and a half hours? Cause even at five and a half hours, it sounded like a lot of time. Step four. And the procedure is remove air conditioning compressor. And I'm thinking, why do I have to take the air conditioning compressor off to do a water pump? And I, it's got to be wrong. It's 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 got to be wrong information, wrong car. I, I, I went down and I did it again. I had taken the plate, so I had the VIN. I plugged in the VIN. I got VIN-specific service information for doing a water pump on an 08 IS250 Lexus. And it said, fourth step, discharge refrigerant. Remove AC compressor. Huh. Okay. I went to a different information provider. Same thing. I went to the Toyota website. I logged in. I have a subscription. Takes a little bit more time. I looked at Toyota factory service information. Fourth step. Remove AC compressor. So the fault actually comes from the manufacturer. Toyota actually calls for it to be done. It's and it would make sense, right? That's where the, that's where the service information is being pulled from, right, from the manufacturer. And I said, "Gee, I can't imagine why you'd have to pull the AC compressor to do this water pump." I got to find out. The next day, the car just showed up out of the blue. I, I came in the next morning, and there's the car sitting out front with the keys and a note: "Water pump, Basil." Oh, okay. With a phone number. All right. I called him up. He says, "Yeah, listen." He says, "I decided I want I want you to do the water pump." And I said, "But why?" I you know I was starting to question it myself. I said, "I'm the most expensive." I said, "I'm I'm double some of the other guys." He said, "Yeah, but it sounds like you know what you're doing." He says, "I I I trust your double versus them over what's going to actually happen here because he said there's just something about the way you explain things." I said, "I got that." So I started to go through it. I, I, I ordered a water pump. I, I got one out of Lexus. I wouldn't I wouldn't play with anything uh, I wouldn't play with anything else, right? And um, you know, I I went ahead and I did the job. Took four hours. And I didn't have to touch the AC compressor. And the, the, the final bill reflected that. There was a problem with two bolts that didn't want to come out of the aluminum. There steel bolts in an aluminum housing, and they were frozen, and I had to work them back and forth a little bit and soak them, uh, you know, and, and get them to come loose and free. Thank God for PB Blaster. That stuff worked great. As a matter of fact, I have to comment here. Um, has anybody seen the new PB Blaster uh, uh, with, with the straw on top, the smart straw? Holy cow. That is the coolest thing, and they've got a little lever in the back that – that lets you adjust flow and, and you know but I took it I put a couple of shots on the bolt I, I cr- cranked it this way cranked it that way and I let the PB soak in and uh, y- you know within eight minutes I sat down I had a cup of tea um, and uh, you know waited uh, for it to drain out and uh, bolts came out so it, it, it worked really well it really made the job easier and then I cleaned everything up and put it back together but uh, you know it was there was some complication there bolts steel and aluminum don't get along. And when it was done I gave him a bill and I said listen I knew you were, I know you were expecting 12 to 1400 dollars I said you know has 840. Sound. And he he was shocked he said why so and I explained the whole thing to him. And I also told him I said listen as as I educated him I, as I try to educate you and as we try to you know exchange these ideas you and I as we get together every weekend here. Uh, you know I said every job's just a little different. They're not, you know, they're like snowflakes. It's, they're, 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 they can all be white and cold and they melt at the touch, but there's just something different about every job. Not every job seems to go the same. And the more, the the newer the car gets, the more complicated it gets and the the, the more technology seems to overshadow everything. So in the end, Basil got his car back and um, he was happy, I was happy. And I thought about it and I said, you know, in the future, what would I do? Would I write an estimate again? I don't think it's an estimate. I think it's a guesstimate. I think it's, it's an educated guess because until you see the car, until you actually go through it, this is not the first time I've had factory service information not tell me proper procedure. And when you don't see a lot of these cars, it's probably the fourth or fifth one I've seen in as many years because there aren't that many of them out there, that you just you, you have to see the repair before you can comment. And I think that's key, and I think what your takeaway is and what Basil's takeaway was, you know, judge the shop by how they handle the situation, not that they're competitive necessarily on price, that they do the right thing. Listen, we do the right thing. We try to always do the right thing. Uh, You know, I do the right thing as a human being. Never mind it, just in the repair shop. That's what part of life is, right? But, you know, it's, and I get it. I know it's hard to find, but just, you know, they're out there. There are shops out there that are doing the right thing. Don't judge them solely on price. Ask them, what kind of parts are you using? What, what, what brand? What's the warranty? And have you done this job before? And see what sort of answers you get. Price should be third or fourth on the list. It's not how much. It's always how right. And that's where I'll leave it. Hey, Ron and any and The Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. That phone number's for you there. It's, it's there 24-7. You can call in any time, day or night. Leave a message. When we return, we're going to pull over and uh, take a pause. We're going to talk to Roman in New Jersey about his 01 Acura TL. So stay tuned. I'll be back right after this.
0: if you don't win your first bet. That's right. Up to $1500. Again, sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21+ in President Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 7 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: This is it.
2: play
0: whether it's a little red corvette or a Yugo, you've come to the right place to get that car fixed ron and any in the car doctor 855-560-9900 now back to ron you know i should point
4: out too that the folks at PB Blaster really have been hard at work. Do you know they, they're producing more than 22,000 bottles of hand sanitizer, and they're earmarking them for donation um, to help, uh, you know, to help battle against the coronavirus. So uh, we salute them for that. Well, between the between the pro straw. With their control flaw technology disc on the back or knob on the back, and, and making hand sanitizer, they're really stepping up to the plate. So we thank them. Let's get over to uh, let's get over to Roman in New Jersey. O one Acura TL and uh, some radio issues. Roman, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help?
5: Yes, I uh, I have a problem uh, with the Acura with uh, AM and FM, basically with the antenna reception. Okay, and I'm just hoping that maybe you came across something like this because I it it. it about 10% of the time, AM and FM works. Other, otherwise, I have no reception. And I kind of noticed that I have the car for maybe three years, that when it's raining outside or it's – today, it's right now, it's working. It's drizzling. Right. Uh, almost, I don't know, is the humidity high. And I, I checked the connections, which I found stuff online and in the trunk, like where the speakers are underneath the rear speakers. There's an antenna connection. I cleaned that. I checked that. That seems clean. That I, I can't figure it okay. out. How could it work? S-
4: so sometimes and so here, hear me out. So the, is is the is this the factory radio? First question.
5: Yes, it's a, a Bose Acura factory radio. Okay, sound system. And but,
4: is the antenna in the rear window? Yes. Okay. So y- you'll have to spend a little bit of money. What I want you to do out is just go down to your local auto, auto parts store. Just buy an old school radio antenna, you know, with the old banana clip style on the yep. end. Okay. And, you know, just something that would plug into a radio. And then what you can do is take that clip, take that end and with an alligator wire and just tap into that connector where the back window connection is. All right. Okay, and just you know, take that antenna. You know, do this outside. Do it on a nice day. Whatever, does the radio work? Does it get reception now? Or, or drive around, find a spot where it doesn't get reception, and then set up your antenna. You know, out in the park somewhere, you'll look like uh, you're trying to contact the planets. Um, <laughs> but you know, the idea is that that auxiliary antenna will tap in and possibly provide signal. If it doesn't, and there's no change then the next step would be either you or your mechanic has to pop the radio out, find the antenna connection, and plug that antenna that you bought into the back of the radio and see if it gets reception then. If it doesn't, it's a radio problem. If it does, where didn't it? Where didn't it get reception? Did it get reception only from the back of the radio or did it get reception when you bypassed the window antenna? If you bypass the window antenna, the fault is somewhere between the window antenna or i'm sorry the faults the antenna if it if it doesn't work from the window antenna to the radio but it works at the radio then it's somewhere between the radio and the antenna you see what i'm saying we're we're trying to narrow down where's the fault
5: so you uh, in other words a, a broken wire so uh, antenna wires what it's two wires or how, how does that well work?
4: it's an antenna wires coax it's it's going to be it that that wire that you see at the back window Eventually, somewhere in the body of the interior, changes to you know old school round coax uh, antenna wire. If you've ever seen an antenna wire for an old school yes, antenna, yes. right? It, it it'll change to that. They actually change it from that flat wire that comes up to the back window out to coax wire. But rather than take the whole interior apart, you know what could a what could a an old school antenna cost? Twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. They're not a lot of money. And it just becomes a diagnostic tool at that point. You're just using that as the go-between. Uh, I have seen a lot of problems with those back windows, where the back window antenna itself is at fault, and that's why I want you to do this, you know, step by step before we just start randomly replacing things. Does that okay, make Does that make sense the, the way it, I'm explaining the it? Back window. Say again.
5: If it's the back window, then what do I do? Install basically
4: install a regular antenna on the car. Well, you can try that I don't know where you would put that but at that point I would probably go talk to well I would do two things I'd get a current price for that back window antenna I haven't done one in a long long time but I remember them the the last one I saw was I don't know fifteen hundred dollars and that's probably eight years ago nine years ago they were really crazy stupid money Um, at that point I would probably go to see a radio install shop and say hey I need a radio for my Acura with an old school antenna what would it cost you know, if it's if it's six seven hundred bucks to do that versus whatever it is to change the back window, you know, it's 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 a matter of economics at this point. It's an older car; you're probably just looking for sound.
5: Yes, yes. Well, I actually were I was able to uh, buy a gizmo on the internet, plug something in the back of the radio, and now on CD four, I'm able to have auxiliary outlet with Bluetooth and everything. But I still like to hear AM and FM right. instead of just right. stuff off right. my phone.
4: So it sounds like it's the antenna in the back window from what you're telling me, but doing it that way, using the alligator clip, the wire, and the cable lead, that will help you narrow it down as to just exactly where, it. the, where, that, where it's coming from. You're very welcome, Roman. You have a good rest of the day. David in Iowa, Mercedes hey, S2. Hey, how are you, wrong? Good, sir. What's going on? Now what are you working on?
6: Oh, well, I've got a friend. <laughs> uh, actually, we had a foot snow here the other day, yesterday. Yeah. So... And we weren't doing a lot of work. We couldn't even get outside. It looked like a blizzard. I thought I'd died and gone to South Pole or
4: something. Yeah, really, That bad. Yeah, anyway, we had, had we, had, a, we had no snow a here this of mine year.
6: has got a a S two, I think is what he said. Uh, Nineteen sixty seven Bentley. Okay, and it's the same thing as a Rolls Royce if you put the Rolls Royce grill on it. So it's the exact same car. Okay. Anyway, he picked it up for twenty five hundred bucks. And uh he was thinking about putting a motor in it. Is there anybody that you have to mail off to get a motor or you have to get with home to Bentley at uh, I hell I don't even know if they're still in business over in the Well, in so they're,
4: they're there, but you're you're talking about something that you know, this is this is basically the equivalent of something hand built and very specific. So I would make sure, you know, this isn't something you're gonna down to the local machine shop. Unless they've seen and done these before, which I don't think you're going to find in Iowa, uh, you know, I would definitely have him do the research. Uh, you know, identify the exact vehicle, and I would really, I would try and get out. I would use the power of the internet. Thinking about it, I would find because even yeah. if somebody even if somebody works on current model Bentley, Rolls Royce, whatever it is that we want to consider this to be, uh, this is this is an older vehicle. This is a '67. It's you know, 50 years. Uh, or somewhere thereabout, there about we want to, you know, find somebody that does a restoration and has the ability to source older parts. So I would use the power of the Internet. There's got to be an older Bentley Rolls-Royce Forum group out there that will see this for what it is and then help do the restoration and could guide him accordingly. But, David, I've got to think he's going to have to have deep pockets, uh, you know, that that uh, this is not going to be something inexpensive, So, you know, just advise him that he's got to know what he's getting himself into. Uh, you know does he well, I did
6: all the body work wrong and uh we painted silver wings they call them wings you know pretenders
4: right. right but uh,
6: I paint, I painted it silver and then we put a beautiful green on it and uh, I didn't realize that the trunk is the lowing But oh uh, yeah and there, did all there's that.
4: a there's a lot of neat little peculiarities about that car David but like I said have him verify um, have him verify exact cost before he jumps any further I appreciate the call you have a good rest of the day Ron and Amy, the car doctor we're back right after this Oh,
2: Play.
4: Welcome back, Ron. Ron. <laughs> You know, every once in a while, your mind slips. I guess that's a sign of getting okay. older, right? Every once in a while. Uh, every once, every in, a once while in a while. Every once in a while. There he is. How are you, Tom? Good. How about you? Uh, no, not bad. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I was getting, I was thinking of you because I'm sitting here reading an email um tom from Newburgh, new york wrote in with some questions about pb blaster and i said i have to tell tom this story because that's tom's hometown yeah um, well, I'm, and you and, 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 and know yeah.
0: what that's not me because i do use pb blaster good stuff
4: right oh it's great stuff and 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 this tom doesn't know about it and i was getting confused where i was i'm thinking i have to tell tom when i see him at the shop this week and i'm ready to go run at ra automotive and i went like, wait but that's not where i am. <laughs> love it Oh, my Lord. So, anyway, Tom from Newburgh, New York, writes in um, with some questions about, Hey, Ron, I hear you're talking about PB Blaster. Is that the same PB Blaster that I've been using since the 60s? Tom, Newburgh, New York. Yeah, Tom, it is. Um, As a matter of fact, they've actually modified... PB Blaster. They've, if, if you can believe, they've improved on it, and I don't know. This necessarily improved upon the uh, formula, though I'm sure they've kept up with it. But the new thing that PB Blaster has now is they have something called a pro straw, and they, uh with control flow tech, control flow technology. And you know, it's neat. The the straw flips up. And it, it, it's right on the can. So no more of trying to get the little straw into the hole on the end of the nozzle that you end up losing. And the control flow tech control flow technology on the back you can how much, lubricant or how much penetrant do you want to come out of the can you can actually control the flow by moving the little dial the knob in the back of it it, it, it it's phenomenal i've been using it all week in the shop and uh just good stuff good good stuff but yeah that's the pb blaster stuff we're talking about and uh, for the listeners you can find more information at blastercorp.com and look it up um, and that's the same pb blaster um that's uh Bringing out hand sanitizer to the uh, local first responders in the uh, uh, across Northeast Ohio, they're uh, producing up to 22,000 bottles. I'm reading the press release. Uh, More than 22,000 bottles of sanitizer marked for donation. Makers of PB, Blaster Corporation, makers of the Penetrant PB Blaster, announced recently as donating cases of hand sanitizer to dozens of local police and fire departments. The company's stepping up along with um, uh, Label Aid out of Huron, Ohio, and uh, Jamestown Container in Macedonia, Ohio. Uh, They're all getting together, and they're helping the cause, so uh, good job. Um, Let's get over to uh, Steve in Wisconsin, 2,000 olds and some uh, erratic fuel readings. Steve, welcome to the car, doctor, sir. How can I help?
7: Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Yeah, I've uh, replaced, uh, well, I guess to start with, I'm getting erratic uh, fuel readings, uh, you know, on the gauge. And uh, generally, when it gets down to about a half a tank, it uh, starts jumping around all over the place. Okay. And uh, I replaced the fuel pump, probably three, four years ago, and uh, it seems to be doing the same thing again now.
4: All right. So any diagnosis up to this point? Has anybody tried anything?
7: Well, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was checking online at fuel pumps, Well, uh, thinking that's probably just a sender again, you know, and it, I it, it, it started could, seeing it, it all could, kinds of things.
4: It could be but you know listen let's let's try and do a little diagnosis all right so okay. so if 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 i had my way and i had my choice all right uh, first thing i would do is i plug a scan tool in i would go into and look at data stream now this is a 2000 this is an older car depend depending upon what software had developed at that point and sometimes you just don't know till you get there You can go and look at the scan tool and see what the fuel tank readings are. All right? If the fuel tank readings match the sender and we could catch the fuel tank readings at the computer and we see them as erratic as the gauge, then I've got to believe the problem is somewhere between the sender, the sender itself, or the wiring leading up to the computer in the instrument cluster. In other words, if okay. I've got if I'm reading erratically in two places, I can't believe the computer's interpreting it wrong and the sender's interpreting it wrong. I'm sorry that the gauge itself is not you know I, I can't have a bad computer and a bad gauge is what I'm trying to say. It's got to be the sure. source. All right. Okay. Okay. If I if I disconnect the wire going to the sender, which in this case will be unplugging it, uh, the it's probably a four-way. It's probably a four-wire connector and just putting a potentiometer, a variable resistor, on the sender lead and just sweep the circuit high-low. It should be a 0 to 90-ohm resistor. If it's if it shows, uh, you know, full at one end, low at the other, and midpoint it stays rock steady, i got to think my wiring is okay. And then, yes, then I would agree it's time to drop the tank, lower the tank, I should say, we don't drop anything, and at, at least take the pump out and with the pump in hand, key on, hook the pump up and just gently sweep the sender and watch the gauge. All right. Mm-hmm. Or sweep the sender with an meter attached to it and see, you know, does it have any dead spots in it? So yeah. now, you know, when you purchase that fuel pump and sender, was it, you know, was it was it was it a GM piece? Was it an aftermarket piece that it?
7: Well, yeah, aftermarket, I believe it was Carter, I believe.
4: Right. You know, so some of the aftermarket stuff, you know, unfortunately, some of the stuff just doesn't hold up as well as it, as it should. The other thing that I have seen as a common cause of fuel pump sender, or I should say fuel sender issues, is depends on the brand of fuel you're using. Sometimes there are deposits that form on the printed circuit board or on the wiring of the sending unit, and they'll cause issues like you're describing, too.
7: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't drive the
4: car a lot. Right. Uh, GM so GM know. actually had a bulletin. Oh, it's probably six or seven, probably eight years old now, where they talked about uh, certain fuels have a higher sulfur concentration uh, within them, and they cause sulfur deposits on the tracking uh, arm of or the tracking contact point of the sending unit, and it would cause erratic fuel gauge readings. And that's sure. and that's and that's one of the reasons. Why, you know, when people say to me, hey, why should I bother using a fuel tank cleaner? And I'm not saying this works every time. And I'm not saying go out there, pour it in your tank, Steve, and it's going to all of a sudden make your gauge work perfect. But using products like Berryman uh, with Hess technology that keeps fuel systems clean, that's one of the reasons because it helps defeat deposits in the tank and in the engine. And it helps clean up things like that and prevents them from building up. So just something for the future. But those are yeah, the steps. That's, that's what you kind of got to go through, and um, that's the deal.
7: All right, sir? Okay. Yeah, well, um, appreciate your help. I'll give that a try. You're very
4: welcome. You're very welcome. Okay. You take good care. Yes, sir. All righty. Bye-bye. 855-560-9900. Ron in the car, doctor. I'll be back right after this.
2: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
4: Hey, running and the car doctor. Welcome back. Let's get over to uh, Bain. Is that Bane in Maine? No pun intended. 07 Chrysler 300. Bain, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help? Well,
8: I get, I've get i got a 300C and Chrysler in and a 07, and it will not come out of pack. So I took the uh, top off the unit there so I could look down inside because somebody told me there's a little lever, and I push that little lever over, and it does the same thing that it, that it does when you push on the brake. You push on the brake, it lets me move the lever to the right, but it still won't come back. So then I lean way over and look down on the passenger' side on the on the front of the unit, and there's another little pink uh lever there, and I move that with a screwdriver and I can get it out of of pack and but every time I put it back in pack, I have I reach down around there with a screwdriver and right. move that again
7: right 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 right
8: now i've I've started taking it out, and I've got it almost out but but I can't quite get it out,
4: okay it's, well. Before you do that,, um, uh, what do you do for a living Bane?
8: What do I do if I'm retired? I just yeah. dig holes and fill them in. Okay
4: So w- w- I get it, you want to take it out because we're you're going on the assumption it's bad, right?
8: Well, it, I have to move that thing with a I have to reach down in on the front of that and push it with a, whatever I can get in a screwdriver or something, and then I can take it out of pack.
4: Right, but might move it. but my, but you're trying to so you're trying to take the shifter assembly out of the car.
8: Well, I am now because because it, because it's uh, it's uh, evidently that piece is broke.
4: Right. Well, is it is it broke or it's just not moving? Do you see physical damage?
8: Well, on on the other on the front of it on the uh, driver's side, there's a, there's another unit, not not the shifting cable, but there's another little unit. Right. And I don't know exactly what that is, but there's a little small cable that comes from that and goes back into this unit. Well. I moved that a little bit cuz I could see it move a little bit and that and that cable fell out so I've got to get it out to put that back in but I still think that unit acts like it's broken there cuz you look down in there and you can see a little it looks like it was a, a nub broke off it.
4: Okay. If there's physical damage, what I what I'm trying to get at is, all right? Yeah. That shifter that shifter assembly is part of and it's commu- it communicates with the, the the onboard computer for shift position. So in a perfect world, if we had a scan tool, we'd, we'd hook up, and we'd be able to see park, reverse, drive, neutral, low, etc. As we shift the shifter, the scan tool would tell us what position the shifter is in. The, the, yep. that, that shifter assembly <laughs> reports to and through at least two other modules the, the ficum the front control module, and the IPM, the integrated power module, where its position is so it can then, uh, you know, tell the PCM so it knows what gear to put the trans in. So, you know, there's a lot of... There's, a, there's more here than just simple cables and wires, all right? If, if you see physical damage, that's one thing. But if you don't, I would encourage you to get it into drive, get it to your mechanic... And let them start by at least looking for fault codes. This could be a communication fault, all right where one computer can't talk to another computer, and as a result, when you step on the brake and try to shift the shifter it doesn't see your foot or it doesn't see you apply force to the release button on the shifter right there's I think there's a there's a there's a release button you have to squeeze to pull to move the shift lever right
8: uh no. Um, no, you just have to push the brake down, and then the sh- and then you can okay. move the level. But it moves to the right, but it, it will not come back. Is
4: this 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 is a this is a bucket seat car or a bench seat car? There's a bucket seat car. Buckets. Bucket. Buckets. Okay. Right. So so you know there's some there's some communication that has to go along here. So yeah, I mean it sounds like you're already past the point of no return. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because
8: the cable, the little, little cable, come on unhooked. Right. And you can't even see it.
4: Right. So, you know, you're going to have to take that apart. Just I would just ask you to be careful and be mindful, but, uh, you know, you may be digging the hole a little deeper here. No, It no, kind of looks that way. Yeah. Right? Um, well, listen, you spent a career digging holes. At least you know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> yeah. um, you ever dig yourself a hole you couldn't get out of?
8: Yeah, well, yeah.
4: yeah well, you might be doing it again, brother. So, uh, you know, I would definitely be taking some pictures with my cell phone. So if you have to get back to a point, uh, you know, at, at the very least... You know, at least you have a reference to look back upon. But uh, there's not much more I can tell you because at this stage, you've already passed the first two ports or three points of diagnosis. Scan it, check for voltage on pins one and two, and do you have any bias voltage on five and six? But I, I think you're sort of past that point. Um uh, So I only thing I can do is wish you the best of luck. <laughs>
8: Alright, uh, so you suggest they have somebody put it on, like a, a attach a computer to it, and see if they can figure out what's wrong. As, as
4: as long as you have not electrically disconnected anything, no, nope. nope. then then yeah, that would that would be where I would go with this. Um, you ever uh, you ever look at a computer network? I don't
8: know anything at all about computers.
4: Okay, well, a computer network, you've heard the term, right? You ever go to the supermarket and look at all the cash registers? Yeah. And, and and think that there's a computer in every one of those? All right. That's a computer network. There's 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 a register on lane one, two, three, four, and so forth. If in 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 a car, in your particular car, if if lane one is the shifter and lane two is the front control module and lane three is the integrated power module and and lane four is the engine controller, if lane three stops talking, if lane three breaks. The yeah. other the other three remaining modules may not work, and that's, that's the problem. That's what I'm trying to explain. This could have a communication fault as a result of a problem somewhere else that will make it look like lane one is broken, but it's really lane three. And that's what a scan tool will do. It will at least tell you, are there any communication faults? Are there any other codes in the system? And then doing some voltage checks to see... Is the system capable of responding? Yes, and then go look at the shifter. Shifters are not uncommon, but I'd, I'd sure like to know before you take the rest of the car apart and dig the hole any deeper. Good luck to you, Bane. Ron and Andy and The Car Doctor. We're back right after this.
2: Zumo Play.
4: Hey, welcome back. We're on of The Car Doctor. So where are we? We're about four or five weeks, maybe six weeks in quarantine now, right? And um, if you haven't been driving your car, here's something I want you to think about. The fact that you haven't been driving it, the fuel that's in there is, you know, up to a month or a little older in terms of time, right? It's been sitting there a while. So, uh, you know, you've got to think about You've got to drive the car a little bit. It's really important. And the Car Care Council thinks you need to drive the car a little bit, too. Um, they've made a list. And some of the things they, they've they got written down, and I want to pass them on to you because I couldn't agree with them more. And this comes to us, care of Rich White, the executive director of the Car Care Council. Batteries. You've got to remember, your car's got a lot of batteries on it. They're always in operations. If it sits too long, the battery could die within a couple of weeks. So don't be surprised if you go out there in an emergency you need it to go it doesn't go so run the car tires tires get flat spots tires are going to lose a little bit of air while driving so you've got to have some way to add air to the tires and you've got to have make sure that you rotate them move the vehicle fuel like i said fuel in the tank can go bad from sitting and it also can get some uh, condensation issues so you want to make sure you're using a fuel stabilizer the uh, stuff from berryman berrymanproducts.com get out to them uh, you can read all about that on the web while you're sitting at home. Uh, oil, oil should be changed by time. I'm not saying it's ready yet, but when was the last time it was due? The battery, or the brakes, I'm sorry, the brakes can get rusty. Those rotors aren't great if the car's been sitting a long time. Just some things to think about, courtesy of the Car Care Council. I'm Ron Anany, the car doctor, saying thank you for taking the time this hour. Till the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive, they're priceless. See ya.
2: Zumo Play.